Welcome back to the Student Pilot Cast. Today we're doing an Oshkosh feature from AirVenture 2022. This one wasn't planned or scheduled, but while we were cruising around the grounds and taking it all in on opening day and just trying to get our bearings, we ran into the opener display where they were showing off their Blackfly VTOL electric aircraft. Chandler Tower, Cherokee 4121 Tango is at Chandler Air Service. We have Sulu and uh, we'd like a south departure, please. everybody welcome back to the student pilot cast today we're going to do an another oshkosh feature from airventure 2022 but first just a little side note i'm recording this from inside a very echoey hotel room in wichita kansas actually a stone's throw from just over here where there's the textron plant and headquarters and all of that but i just wanted to explain why my audio probably doesn't sound quite as good as it normally does uh, but I wanted to get it out nonetheless, so I got to record this while I'm on the road. Anyway, this feature was not planned or scheduled beforehand. But while we were out cruising the grounds, taking it all in on opening day and just trying to get our bearings a little bit, we ran into the opener display where they were showing off their Blackfly VTOL electric aircraft, which I've been hearing a bit about. And while VTOL aircraft seem to be all the rage with a dozen or so different designs out there and everybody's talking about it, this one seemed a little different to me because it's not a quadcopter type design. It can actually transition into slightly more typical forward flight. Although there's not a lot typical about this aircraft. We weren't planning on doing a feature like I said, but after having my cameraman and my audio tech, who also happened to be two of my sons, try out the simulators they were demonstrating, I decided to have a little chat with Celia Oakley, the CIO at Opener, about the aircraft. Later in the week, we got to see it fly in person a couple of different times, and like I said, there is nothing typical about it, but it's definitely pretty interesting. After we hear from Celia a bit on the history and the design, as well as the aircraft's future, I'll include some quick thoughts from my assistants on the experience they had when they were flying the simulator itself. By the way, I also have a video episode of this that's available on the video feed as well as on our brand new YouTube channel. Uh, so check the show notes, look on the website, find the YouTube channel, and please go over there and take a look, subscribe, do all the things that you'd normally do with a YouTube channel as it's just starting out for us. We're still going to stick to audio mostly. But for anything where there's a, a video component that would make it interesting, I wanted to have a YouTube channel available for, for you guys as well. So please go check that out. Anyway, let's get to the interview and to the simulator thoughts. Here you go. So uh, tell me a little bit about Blackfly. Uh, let's see. Blackfly is a personal aerial vehicle. It's, uh, it's an ultralight vehicle. So it can be flown uh, now by people um, uh, as long as you're under the uh, part 103 rules as an ultralight and 
Uh, so as an ultralight, it can fly up to 62 miles an hour. Uh, the range is about 20, 25 minutes for maybe 20, 25 miles. And uh, uh, we're super excited about bringing Blackfly to uh, EAA Air Venture this year. Uh, we have some really nice demos that we're going to give in the air shows, both in the ultralight area and in the main uh, air show. Excellent. So is this your first time at Oshkosh? No. Uh, we've been coming to Oshkosh since 2018. Um, so we actually, as a company, did our public launch in 2018. And so this was the first show that we attended, and we've come every year except for in 2020 because of COVID. And we've basically been, um, you know, this, this is our focus. We love, we love Oshkosh, and we've been uh, developing our booth and our aircraft and our presence and our enthusiasm, you know, year after year. Excellent. So um, I'm going to be putting shots of this in there, of course, but um, this is a, a totally different design that, than we've ever seen before. How did that come about? Um, well, our founder, Marcus Lang, actually came up with this idea back in 2009, and he basically realized that we now have the, uh, the motor technology, the battery technology, the motor controller technology to actually, and then the carbon fiber to actually create an aircraft like this. He went through maybe, you know, back of the envelope, you know, 50 different designs of basically trying to figure out, like, what's the optimal configuration to have. And he came up with this, this configuration here. There are some particular characteristics. Uh, first of all, it's just really simple. Well, at least it looks very simple um, on the outside. There are um, very few moving parts. The only moving parts are basically the propellers and what we call the elevons or the control surfaces. Uh, we don't have any articulating wings, no articulating uh, propulsion systems or anything. Those particular aspects um, make the design much more complicated. They make the manufacturing more complicated. They make it more costly. They make it less robust. They're more heavier. Break. What's that? And heavier. heavier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because what happens with heavier is that then you, you can't be in the ultralight category. So it was, like, super important to make this, like, as simple and as light as possible to get into the ultralight category. So another aspect that's uh, different about a lot of other aircraft um, is that a number of aircraft that are kind of these evil VTOL aircraft, uh, they basically only sort of hover and move around and hover. They're basically like a glorified uh, quadcopter, uh, whereas Blackfly actually um, has that capability to basically lift up and hang on the, the propellers, but you can then transition into cruise and, and fly faster to the point where you're actually getting lift off the wings, and then you're just flying more efficiently um, and more smoothly and whatnot. Yeah, it's really interesting. Is this a bespoke control system, or did this come from something, some other type of aircraft? In other words, how the pilot controls the aircraft. It seems rather different. Oh, the way that the pilot controls the aircraft is they use a joystick, and we've actually designed the joystick ourselves in-house. We initially used one that was off the shelf that was pretty close, but it was very heavy and clunky. So we've basically in-house um, designed a very slick, very customized, very specialized um, joystick uh, that um, is really easy to use. And so 
um, just in a very short period of time. We actually teach people in our simulator in about five minutes how to fly a black fly. And so it's very simple commands of the joystick, push it forward to pitch forward more and go faster, uh, push it sideways to make a turn, or if you're in hover, just to fly sideways, or uh, uh, twist the joystick to uh, change your heading. Or use a thumbstick. Yeah, in other words. Down. Yep, yaw. Okay. And, uh, and then push the thumbstick up or down to basically change your altitude. So super simple. You can learn it really quickly. Obviously, um, you know, we need to have, we have a much more extensive training program. You know, if anything, if there are any emergency situations or anything like that, we teach you all of that in our training program. Yeah, it's, what's interesting about it is when you pitch forward, for example... Um, it doesn't affect your altitude. The altitude is controlled by a thumbstick, correct? Uh, correct. So what happens is that that's all a part, that's all a function of the control system that we've designed, which is, again, custom in-house. This is a, a new type of aircraft, uh, warrants a new type of control system. And the other thing that we've done is we've basically taken all of the complexity of controlling an aircraft and we put that all inside of the computer so that when you're flying uh, it, like in cruise say and you're flying for, straight ahead and you want to turn you just push the, the joystick sideways super simple the control system takes care of the turn coordination it keeps it at the same altitude and it basically makes that bank turn you don't have to you know worry about oh i have to change the pitch and the bank and the roll and everything else um you just say it i want to turn really simple yeah that sounds really amazing um so the next question i would ask then from a safety standpoint is there a redundant computer control system in this aircraft of course Uh, Most most of us pilots don't like to rely completely on a computer, so that would be the obvious next question. We have on the order of, you know, 100 or more computers in this aircraft. And so we've got three flight controllers, uh, three GPS systems, three airspeed sensors, four radars. We've got, um, you know, in each quadrant, we've got two propellers, you know, two motors, uh, we've got uh, split elevons in each corner. So we have huge amounts of redundancy. And, uh, and then we basically, you know, do a sensor fusion of all that information to basically figure out, you know, has the sensor failed or whatnot. But we also, um, we take all of the electronic guts of the aircraft and we actually have those up, like, on a board. And then we... Um, we actually like do simulated failures running that system um, as if it was an aircraft where we can just we can pull out wires we can we can do various things and make sure that our system is robust to that so we just we just we test 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 basically awesome we really try and stress the system as much as possible we just want it to be as robust and safe as possible so even in the unlikely event that one of the electrical motors failed or a wire um, you know, had a short or something like that, it would detect it and be able to safely put the aircraft down at that point? Um, so there's a, a certain fraction of the types of motor failures that we can detect. There are some that we can't. Um, but if we can detect it, we'll tell the operator that uh, that we've detected it and that they should put the air. Depending on the situation, whether they should put it down like immediately or soon or, you know, when you get a chance, uh, just depending on the severity. 
And then uh, the other thing is that there's really great visibility um, of the propellers when you're sitting in there so that you can potentially see if there's some sort of an issue or something like that and, and get yourself down. Excellent. And so and, I. But if there is a failure, we've actually we simulate detected failures, we simulate undetected failures, and if there's a single motor failure, the control system is completely robust to that. You can still fly the aircraft. Yeah, because it sounded like you're using separate Adahars for detecting your pitch and, and how fast you're turning and things like that. So it, it will see that that's happening and correct for it anyway. Correct. Yes. Okay. And so um, I guess the obvious next question, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway, when is it going to be available and for how much? In the near future. Uh, when we're in mass production, uh, we're expecting the price to be the price of an SUV. And initial production, though, uh, will be higher than that. Yep. And uh, because it's operating as uh, in, it's operating in Part 23, right? No. Oh, that's right. Part 103, Part 103 yes. ultralight. So no certificate required. That's correct. And no pilot's license. Uh, the requirement that we have are that you're 18 years or older, and also you have to go through our training program. All right. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, there was Celia. As I said before, we got some firsthand experience with the simulator, which was using Oculus headsets for the participants to give them immersive sort of feeling while they were flying. First, we'll hear briefly from Trey and then Cayman on what it was like to fly the sim. Okay, Trey, you just did the simulator for the opener Blackfly V3. What did you think? Uh, it's definitely interesting. The controls were different from anything I've ever seen. Felt weird to maneuver, but it was, uh, it was fun. How did the controls work? There was a um, twist to a joystick to yaw turn, and then there was a hover mode which was like slow flight and then cruise mode. You could switch between them at any time and make weird fast turnarounds and stuff. It was interesting. How did you switch between the cruise mode and the uh, hover mode? It was a uh, trigger on the joystick. And from what I could tell, the your altitude was controlled by a thumbstick. Yes, correct, which was hard to get used to. You can't go like up and down just by pulling back. What did you think? It's pretty fun. Pretty cool. It's a weird experience because you're losing altitude while you're like on your back. Yeah. And so you can't see anything. If you're looking at the like controls, you have to look back down and kind of look over your shoulder to, to see the ground and stuff. Super, and super easy. Yes, it's, it's computer-controlled flying, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could do that with almost no practice at all. All right, that'll do it for this one. I'd love to hear what you think of this. Please leave a comment or send me an email at bill at studentpilotcast.com. And, of course, as usual, you can find me on Twitter as well, at Bill Will. That's Bravo India Lima Lima, Whiskey India Lima. I certainly haven't seen anything like this aircraft before, so it was pretty interesting to find out more about it. And it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see how this all turns out. There's certainly more episodes I've got from Osh 22, so listen to those as well as they're released. Also, while most of my content is audio, as you know, 
Most of the features I got from Oshkosh are also being published as video episodes, so you can find those, like I said before, in the video podcast feed on the website or at my brand new Student Pilot Cast YouTube channel that I'll have a link to in the show notes, but also on the website at studentpilotcast.com. Thanks, as always, for listening. Now go find a way to become a better pilot. Music for today's episode is To Be an Angel by the Canadian band Uncle Seth. You can get more information and subscribe to the podcast feeds on the web at studentpilotcast.com. Remember, any instruction that you hear in this podcast was meant for me and for me alone in the situation I was in at the time. Please do not try to blindly apply anything you see or hear in this podcast to your own flying without thinking it through on your own completely. If you have questions about any aspect of your flying, please consult a qualified CFI.